Now, Dr. Protus Madlala will be joining us for this conversation. He's an independent political analyst. Uh, Dr. Madlala, good morning to you and thank you so much for your time today. Good morning. The numbers of parties are absolutely staggering. When you look at uh, even the candidates, that number is quite high. The last time I checked, the IEC had over 60,000 candidates um, that were standing to contest for about just over 10,000 positions that are really available at a local municipal level. What then become the chances of some of the smaller players when it comes to this election? Certainly, it is alarming. We are eventually going to have more parties than the, vote, than the voters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, are born, they are born virtually every day like babies. You know? uh. But anyway... Yes, uh, I think there are positives and negatives of it, especially against the background of our democracy. Well, you remember in the 80s, there was a high intolerance between political parties, which led to more than 20,000 people being killed, particularly in Wazul Natal and Gauteng. But now, I think it's a sign that South Africa is really, the most democracy is maturing. Anyone can start his, his, his political party. There's a freedom of association. There's a freedom of choice. People are spoiled for choice. Unfortunately, it has got an unintended consequence, which undermines the very fundament, fundamental principle of democracy, which is to hold that, power, that, that party which is in power accountable. It ends up with a very fragmented opposition. And, and, and that's part of what some people say, right? Part of the conversation can be, well, instead of forming all these 1,181 parties that, um, you know, nationally some have never even been heard of, why yeah, don't yeah. all of these disgruntled groups come together? For municipal election, of course, it's a bit more complicated than that, right? Because some parties are only contesting in certain areas where they actually live. It's personal interest. It mm. boils down to that, and egos, especially at 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 what level uh, or local government level, because that's where resources are. They might be uh, predetermined at national level, but the delivery is at local level, and that's where people are known. That's where they can easily mobilise to, uh, to to boost their egos. That's very unfortunate. That's what they put the unfortunately this party. Some of them is a is a party leader and his wife. I won't mention names, and then they are dog, you know. Uh, then, then that's it. He sits. Then it, it, it also has become. It also has become a sheltered employment. Mm, mm. It has but, really, and, and I'm so sorry to see this happening in South Africa. But now, if especially with the, with the economy not performing, everyone. Mm. That's why they're killing for 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 uh, for counter positions. Everyone is seeing now. Even if I'm not educated, if I've known nothing, the, the only thing I can I can go for is a government position. Then I, once I'm in there, then I'm there forever. I'm I'm I'm, I'm covered. I'm, I'm I'm home and dry. But Dr. Madala, is it not sheltered employment for those parties that have some form of representation in Parliament and therefore um, benefit from all of these different payouts that are due to them? Whereas everybody else, and, and I think we're only talking about 15 or 16 parties there, I stand to be corrected on that, but everybody else is is really on their own. They have to 
come up with their own resources and find a way of, of, of surviving? Well, we, 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 we adore them for that. But honestly, um, you know, in, in other countries, I, I don't really normally like to, to compare South Africa with Britain or, or USA, where voters from, for, for either opposition, for, for either opposi- op- 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 uh, contesting parties, will not celebrate until the last vote has been counted, which makes it democracy very, very dramatic, very nice. But I think we are, we are getting far. We are getting. We are moving far, far away from that, where the ruling party or whichever party is in power, mm-hmm. um, it's getting weaker and weaker. But it still knows. That's why we have got so much corruption. They know they will always go back and rule, whether even if they have got 49 or 51, they will. They are guaranteed the government seat. And then these other smaller parties, they they pride themselves as we are king makers. When you think about uh, particularly local government elections, part of the reason why um, you, know, you have your small or even independent candidates that uh, you know, contest so hard for votes is because they know they could ultimately, even if it's a 2% um, share that they, that they ultimately end up with, that 2% could be the deciding factor in terms of who becomes a mayor or even how council is constituted. It does give them a relatively, you know, powerful position. But it's personal. It has nothing to do with the general good. Mm. It suits those that are in the top position, the founding member and his top, his top uh, people who are, who are backing him up, his deputies or whatever, not the general good, which is the public, the poor of the poor. It's it's really it's a shelter. As again, I said it's a sheltered employment. Do you think that that is limited to just the the smaller parties, or do you think it's the problem of our politics across the board that, by and large, it very much seems to be about the politicians and those who are in senior positions and what they stand to gain, versus it really being about taking this country forward. I fully agree with you. It's, they took the cue from the ruling party that once you are in a government seat or position, you tend to benefit, whether you are small or you are big, but you have something to gain personally, not in the general public. So in your view, what is the greatest danger of a highly fragmented opposition then? It's a weak democracy. We have seen it. You guys report to us daily about corruption. Mm. It's weak. We are taking for granted that the ruling party is showing us a middle finger as the public, you know. So they're very complacent, you know. We, we know. We are guaranteed. We will, once election comes, we'll go around, dish a few T-shirts, um, a few food parcels. We'll tell them, if you don't vote for us, you won't get the social grants, all that. All that. So they, they don't care. And all of it is personal interest. It is equals. Dr. Protus Magal, I'm going to ask you to stay on the line. He's an independent political analyst. Do you agree with what he's saying? Um, I'll take your calls on 011-714-2006. It's 9.30. Luanda Maume is standing by with the latest news headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday.
Well, we continue the conversation with Dr. Protus Madlala, who is an independent political analyst. We're looking at the high numbers of political parties that are registered and even independent candidates that are contesting this local elections. You know, what does that actually do? What does it mean for democracy? Would we be better off, uh, Dr. Madlala, if all of these people came together and formed a unified opposition? And the reality is that is is that not daydreaming? Is that even a possibility? I think from what we, again, ideally, that would be great. But I think it is far from, it, it's, we are dreaming because I think, as I said, egos are very strong. Everyone, even if they try to form, even if they try to form coalitions, they are always uh, squabbling and fighting between coalition partners. Ideally, we should. Then we would not have this mess that we that we are in now. That's that's something that some of those people can still go down on their knees and pray. They should pray for that one day. Um, egos will be buried, and people will put initial interest at, at heart rather than their own personal interest. Unfortunately, South Africa, with so much limited economic resources or jobs and things like that, again. Uh, to, to be in parliament or in local government or being a councillor is the most attractive option right now. So where does that leave us as the voters of the country? What then must we be keeping in mind when we do uh, decide who to vote for? Well, yes, we are spoiled for choice, unfortunately. But still, we do not know the consequences, which is really to say whoever wins, he must be, he must be held. That person must be, must be held accountable. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it hits us back. Yet we are voting for that popular person in the village or a ward, uh, but still, it's really it's a very short-term gain. Um, but otherwise, it doesn't really push, uh, uh, push the whole country forward. All right. Dr. Protus Madlala, let me thank you so much for your time then this morning. So so how do we begin? How do we change that? If 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 the current system, as Dr. Madlala is saying, will not necessarily move us forward collectively as a nation, 